It's time to get all set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics with your hosts, Scott Williams and Jeff Trailer. When I hear the coffee brewing, I think, what the heck we doing? Because I got barely any sleep last night. As the diaper bag I pack with hot wheels, dollies, and some snacks, I say, oh, pray there'll be a seat in the cry room this time. It's all right, because I'm all set for Sunday. It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for It's all right, cause I'm all set for Sunday Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. I'm pretty impressed with that timing. I thought that was pretty good. You, it, we'll see how it sounds. Yeah. I, yeah, no, it yeah. seems like it was really good. <laughs> uh, my name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff Trailer. Howdy, Jeff. Howdy, Scott. And our uh, guest today is Father Jonathan Meyer. How are you, Father? It is so great to be with both of you today. And with us today also is my uh, guest, uh, Hunter <laughs> Dickinson, who is a young man who, God willing, will be a seminarian for the Diocese of Owensboro in Kentucky and will be studying at St. Minard. Hunter, welcome. Thank you. Is yeah. he in the propedeutic year? Yes. That didn't sound confident. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. So we're yeah, in good no, shape. yeah, somebody would have to really understand what propedeutic is in order to confidently answer. But yeah, clearly it's, it's positive. Year. It's pedutic. It's positive. It's, it's for positive pedutic. Yeah, like pro life. Like I choose. Anti pedutic. I'm all about, about pedutic, right? So <laughs> like, go pudic, yes. So it's who he. Nope, stop. Just stop. Just this stop. is going to go bad. We're going <laughs> to I started playing. It's not good. Anyway. Pro-life. Pro pro-life. Pro it's like going to the March for Life. Like pro-life. 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 It's a new seminarian thing. What was that? I'd like this. I'd like to be accepted in the seminary before they see this podcast. Now, <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about yeah. your bishop seeing our podcast. We can write you a letter if you need it. Listeners, I don't think we have listeners in Owensboro. Yeah. You don't know. We might. If we do, if we do, please like, subscribe, <laughs> yes, share, put in the comments. Yeah, put in the comment section. Yeah, let us know where you're listening from. All right, awesome. Uh, you're also joined by the Sacred Heart of Jesus today, and that's really cool. That statue is like framing. You two are framing. That statue, that's really awesome. Did you paint that yourself? Actually, one of my parishioners did. Yes. Awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. Do you beautiful. do you still do some uh, restorative painting? I know you did some with your, your churches. Is, is that still something you're interested in? It is still something that I do, yeah. Thank you for asking. You're yeah. welcome for asking. I just painted a beautiful crucifix uh, recently, a life-size crucifix corpus for, uh, yeah, I did, yeah, I knew it stopped. Yes. Awesome. That's, All right, Jeff, you ready for the two-minute uh, two drill? I wish I could accomplish just an eighth of the things that Father Meyer gets done in a week. Like, I would just feel <laughs> like, I doubt, I, it's unbelievable. You you always impress me with just, there's always a new thing that you're just like, oh, yeah, I just did this. And you're an impressive guy, Father. All right. 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We just his father's screen he lights up with the readings. <laughs> you can always see in your glasses when the screen changes. That's great. Our first reading comes from uh, the Book of Wisdom, and 
what I, what I read in this reading is like, God, God's cool. He's cool. He takes care of us. Uh, he punishes us sometimes, but it's, it's not as bad as it could be. Like he really has a lot of, he's taking care of us and he's keeping an eye on us. It could be worse, but instead he allows us to repent, uh, to be forgiven, uh, to, to see us through. I think there's like a lot of like praise, but also like a little bit of fear in this reading. And I kind of like it. I think that's how we should all, we, we should all have that in our lives. I think it's healthy. Anyway, response to Psalm, Lord, you are good and forgiving. Um, I wouldn't say a banger no. necessarily, but Hunter, have you ever listened to the podcast? No, sir. This is your first <laughs> podcast. That's great. Well, prepare to be unimpressed. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a banger, but it's also not a mumbler. Like last week was a mumbler. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's yes. a it's a good one. It's good. So this one Another anybody good. can hopefully remember. As long as the cantor enunciates, we should be okay. I would say the majority of congregations will forget the word forgiving the first time like it, they'll hear lord you are good and forgiving and they'll say lord you are good and forgiving and then they'll hear the verse and then they'll hear they'll say lord you are good and forgetting and yeah and they'll just kind of forget <laughs> it am i right good and forgetting that's what i hope that god is in the confession lord you are good and forgetting all of my sins i just confess amen oh Second reading comes from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. We're on a nice Romans kick here. And I, I just love Paul writing to the Romans. I'm a big fan of it. Um, so in here, he talks about how the spirit comes to our aid out of weakness because we don't know how to pray as we ought to. So he's telling the Romans, like, we don't, we don't do this as good as we should, but it's okay. The spirit still provides for us, right? We, we should want to be better, but even through our groanings and our inexpression and, and, inability to pray he intercedes for us the spirit intercedes and makes sure that god's will can fall upon us and that um and that we can be saved and then our gospel reading father are we going long form or short form short form form. this is why i like having father meyer on because he's always a short form guy and (laughs) i always appreciate not always but a lot of times (laughs) our gospel comes from matthew chapter 13 24 to 43 Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone went asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, did you want to go and us to go and pull them up? He replied, no. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. Hey, good job, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, Father Meyer, did Jeff get anything incorrect that we need to discuss? I think you did a really good job. Thanks. Hunter, did, did you feel differently? <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with the priest. That's not true. Wow. <laughs> well, not true. This podcast is really going to throw you for a loop. Then, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you going to preach on this weekend, Father? Well, there's many different angles I think that we can preach on this weekend, and so let me just throw out a few for priests that are looking for some ideas on how to preach on what to preach on this weekend. 
because I always like to myself use this podcast for that. And, you know, I'll give some little, little mini homilies and then I'll tell you what I'm actually going to pre- preach on. So, of course, we can always talk about the fact that, like, there's evil in our world and there's people that are clearly not choosing the good and they're among us. And uh, we, we need to accept that. Like, that's that's just the case. I think oftentimes there is this desire, like, hey, why are all these bad things happening? Why are all these, why is there evil in the world? Well, clearly, like, from this parable, we know that that's just the way that it's going to be. And we need to focus on the good because there are good, there is good wheat growing even in the midst of the weeds. I think very interesting, so that's number one. Number two, very interesting how our Lord chooses so clearly this is the image of like God, the father who, you know, is the farmer, the one who sowed the seed. Very interesting that he refers to them as his slaves and not as, as his workers. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I, I always like to preach on, on, on holy slavery. That's uh, why like, you know, a lot of, it's very, very popular devotion today, of course, for people who wear slave chains. And uh, now people are making a lot of money off of them, like on Catholic, uh, like jewelry stores, because St. Louis Marina Bonfer encourages holy slavery. But I think, so I think this is like an interesting, because clearly we have a reference to those who are working for the father that are slaves. But what is it? Do we know? Yeah. So I think that's an interesting, like you could go down that road pretty quick. But what I'd actually like to look at is in Romans uh, to, to, you know, we, we're in the midst of all these parables right now, so we could preach parables every single weekend <clears throat> for five weeks straight, but I think it's also it's good to, you know, delve into Romans. And I think a question that many people, particularly busy and distracted Catholics, um, <laughs> are looking for is just some aid in knowing how to pray. Yeah. And we don't know how to pray as we ought, and how many Catholics simply just like, I don't know how to pray as I ought to pray. And what does that mean? What does that look like? And so I'd like to really spend this week delving deeper into what is prayer and going through the basics of the acronym that many of us know, ACTS, Adoration, Contrition, Thanksgiving, Supplication, and, you know, breaking that down a little bit, you know, a total simple prayer is, God, I love you. God, I'm sorry. God, thank you. God, I need you. Like those ACTS, you know, you can spend 15 minutes on each one of those adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication. You can spend literally two seconds on each one of them, but it's a beautiful way to prayer. But the most important part of prayer is that you just have to show up. You have to pray. You have to pray. Um, You know, a married couple can ask a whole bunch of questions about how we can have better communication and how can we make things better in our relationship. But if that married couple doesn't just spend time together in carefree timelessness, if if that couple doesn't just make the time to be with each other, like they can read a thousand books on how to have better conversations on how to listen to each other better. But if they aren't taking the time to just be with each other, then that's not going to happen. So we as Catholics need to stop living kind of like in this minimalistic minimalistic mentality that showing up for mass on Sunday makes me a good Catholic. Now, busy and distracted Catholics, we're busy and we're distracted, but we need to choose. Um, we need to choose specifically 
to be with God. And it's really interesting. I think if you look at the, like, if I look at a life of prayer, let's say that prayer is a virtue, there's going to be a, a defect and an excess. So in our, in my life, in my natural life, there's a defect and the excess. The excess is being overly busy, overly scheduled, overly booked. Mm -hmm. frantic. What's the, what, what's the defect? Sloth. So the same is actually true in my own spiritual life. Like I could say, I'm going to go and pray and I'm going to pray a rosary, divine mercy chaplet, the litany of the sacred heart of Jesus. I'm going to do Lexio Divina and I'm going to do all of this. The other thing is like, I'm going to go to prayer and I'm just going to fall asleep. And so what does it mean for us to say, I, number one, I need to show up. I need to just be there with the Lord because that's what's, what's important. But then so the commitment to prayer is, 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 in my mind, always the biggest decision and the biggest choice. I have to just show up and be there. I don't know how to pray as I ought. The majority of the problem is that a lot of people just aren't committing to actually just be there in prayer. But then the number two is, the, is that ability to, yeah, just focus on the basics. Um, people ask me all the time, like, Father, like, what devotion do you do? Or what book do you read? Or Father, how do you even sit? Like, what? what do you sit or do you kneel? And it's like, just show up, like, just show up. Like, that's the most important part. Like God will take care of things moving on from there. But um, so, I, yeah, I think just giving people tips and practicalities. Um, I remember what I, had some of those... oh, my, I had a spiritual director early in my priesthood and <clears throat> he was very, very vulnerable with me and very honest. And he just said, uh, there is a point in my own priesthood where I realized that I wasn't praying as I ought. And he said, I sat down with my parish staff and I said, I actually all need you to hold me accountable. And it, that was, this was just the rage. And when people started having electronic calendars uh, in the mid early two thousands. And so he put on his electronic calendar uh, daily holy hour. And he said, my whole staff holds me accountable. And they send me out of the office and I, I go over and sit in the church for an hour every single day. But for him, it was just the fact of like, I, I need to just show up. And when you show up, great things happen. So that's, uh, that's what I'm thinking of doing on this upcoming Sunday, the 16th, Sunday of ordinary time. That's a beautiful story of vulnerability of a priest to, yeah. to, to say that to his staff and to admit that. And I think, think something that we would all benefit from but beautiful to hear from uh, a priest i did i also wanted to i didn't want to interrupt you but when you were talking excess and defect there and you said and what's the defect sloth and then you paused and i was like is he did he just call me sloth i thought for a second you were like asking me and so i giggled there i just wanted people to know why because <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> then that was I did not i did not call you sloth no no so you, you mentioned show like showing up and I think it's, it's easy for us to say, you know, show up to mass and check that off of the list. And that's kind of, that's showing up, but what does it look like to show up in daily prayer for people that don't have uh, a wide open schedule or the, you know, the busy and distracted that we're, we're talking to today? Yeah. So I'm a big firm believer that 
If we look at 1% of the day, it's 14 minutes and 40 seconds. So if we've run some mathematical work there, mm -hmm. so I always like to say, can we give 1% of our day? And just what does that look like? And my ability to just sit with the Lord and to be with the Lord for 14 minutes and 40 seconds, it's easier to just go ahead and say 15 minutes. Uh, Matthew Kelly talks about 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes of silence a day, the classroom of silence. Uh, I like the 1% of the day thing. I think it uh, can be helpful. So yeah, I mean, finding that place. I mean, ideally, of course, it'd be wonderful if every you know, Catholic took the time to get in their car and to go to an adoration chapel or to church, which I think is awesome. And I think that should be like, hey, can, could I make that happen? Like, is that a possibility? Like, it, like, literally, is that possible? And what would my life look like? I always like say before people say like, well, that's not possible. Well, what, like, try it and see like, what would happen? Like, what would happen if I actually said, you want to what? I'm going to make this a priority and I'm just going to go and sit there for 15 minutes and let my mind go freaking crazy. Um, I was listening to this podcast a little bit ago and Father Patrick Hyde was talking about the fact of like, yeah, sometimes your best prayer is the last 30 seconds or two minutes because you just got to let your mind to detox and, and mm -hmm. unplug from the craziness of craziness of this world. But I mean, whether that be just spending time, yeah, in prayer and Lexio do whatever that looks like, I think people are always in different seasons and in different places in their life when it comes to how do you spend that time? But I think that the biggest decision is just the decision to say, I, I'm going to have an actual prayer life. I remember when, early in my conversion, uh, when I was surrounded by a lot of non-denominational Christians, I remember being just very, very blown away by the habit that so many of my non-denominational Christian friends had of just spending time every single day with the Lord reading their Bibles, journaling, and praying. I remember just being like, gosh, like, I don't know any Catholics that do that. Mm -hmm. That's like the norm in their life. And there is not jealousy in a, in a sinful way, but just like, gosh, like, I want that. Like, I should have that in my life. Uh, so yeah, I think just creating the time, making the time, whatever that might be. And if 15 minutes sounds completely overwhelming, then Start with seven, start with three. Got to start somewhere though, right? That's right. Yeah. We'll see you. Um, I did think in this gospel reading, the biggest, <laughs> something that just stuck out to me is like, that's a really mean thing to do to sow weeds into somebody's field. Like I've been trying to think of what an equivalent of that is. Is that like sugar in the gas tank now? Like, that's not a prank. That is like, you were destructive. Like some, like the idea that that happened and it's impressive to watch that, uh, the master, like find a positive way out of that and recognize that like worse could come from trying to fix it real fast and pulling the weeds out. Like you could destroy the whole crop, but yeah. Anyway, I just thought like you said it father, like, Oh, we not can't hear you. You said you can't hear me. Now you're back. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I got closer to the microphone. I'm not, uh, I'm not Father Vince Lampert, so I'm not exactly sure how all the realms work in the demonic, but so clearly the image there is of Satan, right? And 
I think there is a tendency for us, you know, to still just think of Satan as this little guy in a red costume with a pitchfork and a pointed tail and be like, oh yeah, that, that happens like in movies, but no, like Satan wants to show up and so evil in your marriage. He wants to sow evil in our culture, in our society, in our world. And if we continue to follow the end of this passage, what happens to all that wheat? Burns in hell. Yes. Like, we need to remember that. Like, it really does. Like, hell is real and damnation is real and our actions get us there. And we don't want to be cooperating with the devil ending up down that road. So this would be another great reason we can just think about the reality of hell and the reality of evil and the fact that Satan is actively a work among us. I don't think it's real hard for anybody to believe that these days. Uh, It's pretty easy. Uh, There's a lot of wheat growing around lately, seems like, but thanks be to God, there's wheat. There's lots of it. Good wheat. So the wheat around here, by the way, in southeastern Indiana is absolutely golden and it's beautiful and they're harvesting it right now it's one of my favorite times of the year i love i mean i mean that real oh the, the actual wheat, wheat. yes no it's beautiful fields and fields of wheat down here i thought you were just bragging on your parishioners <laughs> no it's beautiful i want to hear more about the wheat where hunter is from in owensboro because they make it into a liquid gold and it is yummy <laughs> Little wheat, little corn, fresh out of the fields. Little sugar, mash it up. You get bourbon. It's beautiful. I know nothing about that. Nothing? <laughs> That's good. All right. Propedeutic. You're not allowed to. <laughs> Anything else? Should we should we move into dumb questions? Yep. I mean, I think I already made the move. So okay. <laughs> uh-huh. it. It's time for dumb questions then. Uh Hunter for our new listener. Um, this is the time when I ask, uh, absurd questions of a priest and answers questions. Father, we have been, I didn't, I couldn't text you because you don't text, but, um, I have been reaching out to priests and asking if they have dumb questions for us as well. So dumb questions for husbands and dads. We thought we'd reverse it for a little bit. Father Christian had some good ones last week. So wasn't he the one that told us to do it? Yeah. So you probably have a stockpile of them. Yeah. What do you got? What, what do you have for us? So first of all, my first question is this, what is the newest product coming out of Catholic concepts? Ooh, newest. That you, that you can share. We just released uh, 10 new sock designs and this is one of them. It's the history of the Pope mobile. So it's every Pope mobile from the beginning of Pope mobile time all the way till today. That is amazing. Thank you for showing it on a model. You're welcome. better than it does when it's just hanging on a piece of paper. (laughs) Yeah. We had to cut a leg off to do that. We got permission. (laughs) Okay. Second question. How are you going to be a part of the Eucharistic revival? Like as individuals or our company or as your company. Um, Oh, or how are you helping? Are we allowed? Are things, I don't know. What are some things you're doing for the Eucharistic revival? Uh, we've been working with uh, parishes, but we've also been uh, working with the National Eucharistic Revival as well, working with them on merchandise and helping support them to have 
phenomenal gear to be able to share about the awesome event that is happening in 2024 and also the revival itself. So yeah. I'd say that's the main way our company is, but it's also right here in Indianapolis. So we're if any of, of your listeners wanted to get some of those products, where would they go? Uh, Eucharistic Revival. It's actually not on their main website yet. They've, they've sent it out to like parish leaders and things like that to be able to, to help start the the parish year um but, but I think in the next month it goes active on the website their e-commerce store yeah. they, they need to be patient kind of like advent yes exactly exactly a little bit but we've also uh if you want to just share about the eucharist we did also just release as part of our new socks we have five different colors of socks with monstrances on them that are really beautiful and fun and you can go pick those up at socrelegious.com as well as some Blessed Carlo socks with the Eucharist featured. I have two of my confirmation young men chose Blessed Carlos Acutis as their confirmation saint. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And I was a little leery because um, he wasn't a saint yet. So I counted in the diocese and they granted permission for it to, to happen, which I think is really actually very beautiful. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. So thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Um, last question. What is, is summer is always a great time for families. It's a great time for dads. So I'm speaking to two dads. Um, what is one fun thing that you've done this summer with your children? Ooh. Just one thing. One summer, thing. children, first thought. Uh, we... I, w I took my son fishing for the first time. We moved okay. to a new house that has a lake. Uh, and pond. he, what's that? It's a pond. How do you know? I mean, I've seen it. What's the, yeah. how many acres does a pond have to be to be a lake? I think you have to be able to boat. I'll put a boat on that. I, I believe you will, but I don't think you could say. Dare you talk my, about my lake as a pond. <laughs> uh, Your retention box. <laughs> with fish in it <laughs> uh on my on my acre of lake the no it, it's it, it's either my son is one of the up-and-coming best fishermen on the face of the planet or our lake is uh extremely well stocked one of the two but he had a hard time not catching a fish it would just throw it out there come back bring it in like less than three seconds every time that's, that's awesome yeah, knowing your is the perfect speed of fishing that he needed. Yeah, right. or it's just going to set him up for like a a world of disappointment for fishing the rest of his life. One or two. That's awesome. Um, that's I, a good memory. I would say a highlight for me with my kids this summer is my oldest daughter got her driver's license. So, uh, which is a scary thing, but also really awesome. And so her getting her license and taking, she loaded her sisters up and they all went and got ice cream. Like I wasn't even there, but like them doing that together is just like a really cool dad moment of like, they wanted to do that together. That was like the first thing they wanted to do. And when she got her license was go do something together. And anyway, that, that's that awesome. Seriously. When your kids like each other makes you proud. So yeah. Where'd they get ice cream from handles. Uh, no, they went to Ritter's Ritter's. Okay. Yeah. Custard. Yeah. Classic. Sorry, custard, not ice cream. Yeah, sorry. You're gonna get yeah, all technical on the lake pond. pond. Yeah. Good thing. <laughs> good thing they're not sponsors. <laughs> no free ads. Um, yeah. Father, dumb question for you. Yeah. If you 
were not a diocesan priest and you were a religious priest instead, you decided to join a religious order. Which order do you think you would join? We lost. We're, I got nothing. Actually, discern with the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal in the Bronx. The uh, with the gray habits? With the gray habits, Father Benedict Rochelle back in the day. And I, yeah, so I made the decision to become a diocesan. So that would probably be uh, a thought. If like the decision was like, is was right now, uh, have a huge connection now with the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament in Birmingham, Alabama, in Hansville, Indiana, uh, Hansville, Alabama. So I don't know, maybe there'd be a France, the Franciscan uh, Friars of the Eternal Word. Maybe just because I just I, I I would like to live at the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament for the rest of my life, but that'd be pretty cool. Clearly, I'm not going to do that. Oh, all right. Um, last dumb question. Uh, you you have a new roommate. How's your roommate? He's doing well. He's in. Uh, this is day five, I guess. So we do this thing called First One Hundred Hours. We did it when Father Man came yeah. here as well, where we. He says mass at all seven churches, and then we visit the pregnancy care center, the food pantries, the jail, the sheriff, uh, meets with all the Knights of Columbus leaders and lady sodalities from all four parishes and the seven churches. And so it was a pretty uh, jam-packed schedule. And yeah, so he moved into the rectory um, on July 5th, and things are good. Praise That's the Lord. Awesome. That's awesome. Are you gonna are you gonna get him to join us on the podcast sometime? I think if you put forth an invitation, he would be open to doing that. I think if it'd be fun like to have to be like. What'd you say? It'd be fun to have the both of you on. We've talked Pass. about coming down there. Maybe we need to actually come. We yeah. should have podcast guests in Solidum. Is what we should have. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is like guests in Solidum. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, good. Father John Hollowell, that's who we're talking about for anyone not who hasn't picked up on that. Sorry, we didn't actually say his name, but I'm very excited to have Father Hollowell down with there with you. I know that he's a good friend of yours, and I'm excited for the two of you to be able to serve together and and, and just super happy for, for honestly, for you two as priests who I care about and, like, to have that, like, fraternal brotherhood and, like, people down there, like, that support, that's really awesome. But also for the people at Dearborn County, like, game changer, that good for all of them. Let me just say, like, so on Monday, on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we had masses in the evening, and I had to continually, I, I wasn't pinching myself, because that would be weird, but there were times where I would just kind of, like, shake my head and be like, this is real, and he, like, he's not just here visiting, he's not just here for a talk. He is here and he's not leaving. And I can't believe this is really going on. That's really awesome. Yeah. I'm super happy for both of you. Hopefully he feels the same way. He's not like, why does this creep keep staring at me? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out though to Father Man because I am, yeah, he has been such a great blessing down here as well. And a lot of people miss him. And, but yeah, it is what it yeah. is. We've spoken before. Father Mahan was a huge influence in my life and is amazing. And I'm very excited for the work he's doing with the USCCB now. And because he's a, just a fantastic scholar and leader. And I think yeah. he'll be really great there. And hopefully 
just impact the larger church in our country because of it. Thanks be to God. Yeah. Yeah. Here's four crane association. At the crane associate usccb.com. <laughs> the crane. If you ever accidentally type in dot uh, com, it goes to like this United States Crane Operators Association or something like that. It's pretty great. That's Hunter, awesome. do you have any dumb questions for us before we go? Oh, I should have planned for this. No, That's I don't awesome. have anything just yet. All right, killer, yeah. killer closer, Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could help. <laughs> I have a question. Hunter, why do you want to be a priest? <laughs> Just real quick. <laughs> Not a dumb question. The opportunity to avoid podcasts. <laughs> the opportunity to avoid podcasts. Podcasts are awesome. The good news is when you become a priest, you don't have to prep a homily. You can just listen to our podcast and That's then right. okay. do what they preach about. I do that all the time, actually. <laughs> and we have a lot of priests who do. We hear. It, I always laugh that the, the many of our guests. Well, we have some guests who never listen to our podcast, but others will say that they get they get real bummed out when they realize they're going to be on the podcast because they're like, "Oh man, I actually I have to actually come up with my own ideas this week." So sometimes I listen to the podcast and then just solely as a challenge, I take the challenge that is somehow thrown out in the midst of the banter. I know. I feel like I feel like this week is a uh, a, a prime opportunity for some props, Father. Oh, have you had you had any props lined up for this weekend's homily? Some wheat? Uh, none yet. But now that you mentioned it's, that, it's I will. The four things is what he's preaching on. Oh yeah, ACTS adoration, which is a Thanksgiving celebration. Uh, we'll or, see. Or CATS. Cats. Wow. Well. Um, uh, We'll see what happens. Father, you should absolutely know that when I throw those challenges out there, 100% just for you, because I know then come Monday, I'm going to get an email from you where you're like done. Yep. <laughs> the, the only challenge you haven't accepted was that time that you were supposed to row a boat out into the, <laughs> the lake behind you <laughs> during COVID. Yeah, because I never did that. Assisted. That was a lake. No. I was supposed to preach. <laughs> I think I was supposed to preach from the boat. Yes. Like Jesus. Yeah. So this actually last weekend, the 14th Sunday for time was that gospel passage where Jesus mm -hmm. rode out into a boat yep. and told the parable of the seed. Yep. Uh, and there is actually in the Holy Land a place called the Bay of Parables, which is believed to be the place where that actually happened. When you go I want to go there. I'm going to the Holy Land next July, next June and July. You guys should save your money. Or the start Catholic official podcast podcast trip to the Holy Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we could do uh, episodes over there, and so yeah, I think you should start selling candy bars, Scott. Candy Good. bars or pizzas. You could do some uh, some car washes. Uh, you have yeah, a year to do the fundraising, and it would be awesome. Maybe, be really actually, have you thought of partnering with Sock Religious? They do like a. A sock a fundraiser. fundraiser or a t-shirt fundraiser. You could talk to your pastor at your parish about setting up a table after mass or at your festival. Uh, you could talk to Maria about that. I think she does that. That's a jolly good idea. Wonderful. All right. Thank, Thank you, Father. You, Father. Thank you, Hunter. It's a pleasure meeting you. God bless. Yeah. Good luck in your discernment. God bless you all. Ciao, ciao.
It's alright, cause I'm a sepulchre. It's alright, cause I'm a sepulchre. It's alright, cause I'm a sepulchre Sunday.